Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Full Moon Rising, written by Sabrina Luna. Erotic Tales of the Heathergrove Werewolf Clan Here is a ferociously hot werewolf romance like no other, packed with sex and fur and teeth. Romance can be complicated but thrilling when you are a member of a lycanthrope clan. Full Moon Rising is the first installment of an enthralling series that chronicles turning points in the lives and loves of two of the McShaws of Heather Grove. Megan McShaw falls for another lycanthrope, Derek Lee, and soon the two are hiding in a cabin in the woods from a rogue werewolf who is out to get Derek after a bar fight reveals he is a lycanthrope, but not from the local pack. Meanwhile, female reporter Jack Hamilton comes to Heather Grove to investigate a werewolf rumor. When she meets Ray McShaw, Jack can sense the energy between them. She doesn't dream Ray is a werewolf, and that as the local pack leader he is responsible for concealing the truth from her. Ray winds up trying to protect Jack when a female pack member goes rogue and attacks her and realizes that he has feelings for her, and that even though Jack is human, she is also his mate. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Full Moon Rising. Book 1. A Bad Moon Rising. Chapter 1. Megan McShaw gripped the Honda's steering wheel tight. Her heart pounded wildly in her chest as she listened to her passenger's ragged breathing from the seat beside her. She could also sense his fear, mingled with confusion, and the metallic scent of blood that lingered in the confines of the small car. The fact her wounded passenger was nude didn't help matters. Sometimes she wished she wasn't so aware, but it was part of her Sithic nature. She glanced in the rearview mirror. No headlights. Megan exhaled a soft sigh of relief. Don't worry, we're not being followed, she reassured her friend, not taking her eyes off the road. Meg, sweetheart, I don't know what came over me. I didn't mean to turn wolf at the bar. Honest, I didn't. The sincerity in his voice caressed over her body like raw silk. MacDonald was shooting off his mouth and, yeah, sure, I got pissed, but... It's not entirely your fault, Derek, Megan sighed, glancing at the sky through the windshield. It's the moon. Look, almost full. She pointed to the large, rust-colored disc in the night sky. You're shitting me, right? Even in shadows, she could tell he was staring at her, perplexed. That's the kind of stuff in Hollywood B-flicks and fairy tales. Not real life. We'll discuss it later, Derek. After we get to the cabin, we'll have a long talk. Megan glanced out of the corner of her eye and nervously licked her lips. You just keep that blanket wrapped around you and lie back. Take it easy. She flashed him a tight smile. And try not to bleed on my upholstery, okay? Despite the tenseness of the situation, Derek Lee chuckled. The warmth of his laughter trickled through her. From her heart straight to her sex. She'd seen every inch of him, 
running naked down Main Street, right after he transformed back from wolf to man. And he was all man. For a split moment, she'd been spellbound, watching his muscles ripple under his flesh as he'd made a wild dash to her car, clutching his arm. Now, even in the semi-darkness of the car's interior, she could see the rest of his unquestionable good looks. The firmness of his jaw that accented the even symmetry of his face, and those warm, amber-tinted eyes. Derek's stunning features were topped off by a golden tan and his wild, blonde mane. As he shifted in the bucket seat, a groan of pain escaped from his lips. Derek straightened, still cradling his wounded arm. You know, you didn't have to stop to help me, Megan. And if I didn't stop, you'd run the risk getting caught, or worse. Lucky for you, Officer Murray is a lousy shot. But you're still in trouble, she firmly reminded him. Slowing the car, she turned onto a narrow strip of gravel road. In light of the moon, the road was half hidden by an overgrowth of weeds, making it barely visible to the naked eye. Where are we going, anyway? You'll see, she quipped. To her relief, he only let out a heavy sigh. He settled back in the seat and fell silent. Oh boy, he's definitely an alpha. Megan returned her attention to the bumpy road ahead. No doubt about it. She had only met him a month ago, and the attraction was instant. But she knew there was something different about Heather Grove's newest resident. Her keen intuition detected he was Sithek. Whether he knew it or not, he was searching for something. Or someone. Derek Lee was not an aimless drifter who just happened to wander into town. But then, Heather Grove was no ordinary town. Half of the population descended from her family clan, banished from the highlands of Scotland in the 18th century. Settling in the Americas, the McShaws and their kin harbored a secret, a secret in their blood, passed on throughout the generations. They were a clan with Sithic blood coursing through their veins, the blood of the wolf. The McShaw family and their wolf pack had created a tight-knit bond with the townfolk of Heather Grove. For many years, their secrets stayed within the town limits. The wolf clan lived by the reed. Bother no one, and no one will bother you. It was an age-old bit of advice, ingrained into every Sithek. Megan's family was no exception. She and her older twin brothers, Raymond and Richard, lived by the reed. Fear coiled in Megan's gut. She was sure her brothers would be alerted to Derek's moon-induced transformation this evening at the bar. Ray and Richie were two of the lead protectors of the pack. They'd be looking for the rogue wolf, she was certain. However, Megan was struggling for self-control. Her feelings for Derek were growing, spreading throughout her like wildfire. Hot, desirous, and deadly. Gravel crunched under the tires as the Honda came to a stop. We're here, Megan announced with a weary sigh and shut off the engine. Where is here? Derek inquired as he unsnapped the seatbelt. His wound was laced with pain, 
but he'd managed to control the bleeding by tying the remains of his sleeve around his injured forearm. It's my father's... was my father's cabin. It was his special place where he could escape from the world. So, is that why you have those groceries in the back? He gestured, thumbing toward the plastic bags strapped into the back seat of the car. Fortunately, I was heading back from the grocery store when Rhonda called. There was a report on her scanner about a wolf running loose down Main Street. Megan's voice was tight, strained with emotion. So, I got my tranquilizer pistol and headed into town. So you do this often? Do you always check out every report of rabid, runaway wolves? Derek raised an eyebrow, fixing his gaze on the lovely redhead beside him. Well, of course I checked it out. And you're damn lucky I did, too, she snapped. Derek could see impatience flare in her emerald green eyes. I know, he replied in a calmer, lower tone. Meg, I'm grateful. And you're right. If Officer Murray was a better shot, I'd have been one dead wolf. Thanks. Derek leaned close, tenderly laying his uninjured hand on top of hers. I owe you one. Something stirred in the space between them. Derek knew the moon had very natural powers, but he could have sworn he felt a current of energy surging in the close quarters of the car. You don't owe me anything. Megan shook her head, as if she too were trying to break the spell. She slid her hand free from his touch and reached for the door, casually changing the subject. The cabin's very spartan. However, I came out here this spring for a quiet weekend, so it's a little cleaner than you might expect. There was a hint of a smile on her luscious lips. Derek fought the urge to lean over and kiss her. Deep down, however, he had a gut feeling he knew why she'd backed away. She could sense the beast, the damned wolf inside him. And he didn't blame her one bit. I'll turn on the power. Can you get the bags? Her voice seemed entirely under control, despite the circumstances. Derek nodded and stepped out of the car. The chilly evening breeze brushed his face, cooling the heated trail of sweat that dotted his brow. Tying the blanket around his waist, he watched as Megan disappeared to the back of the small cabin. Within a few moments, there were a couple of loud snaps, then a low hum. Power's on, she called out rounding the corner and stepping up onto the wooden porch. Toting the plastic bags, Derek was cautious as he made his way up the steps. The boards creaked with age and neglect. Look, Megan, you shouldn't be helping me. If someone finds out about this, I, I don't want you involved. But I am involved. I picked you up, remember? She slid a key into the keyhole and pushed open the door. Megan stepped inside the doorway and flicked a switch on the wall, flooding the cabin with light. Basically a single room, the cabin was indeed small. Big enough for one or two adults at best, Derek noted. A table and two chairs, along with smaller-than-average appliances, made up the kitchenette, with a double bed and miniature fireplace in the opposite corner in what appeared to be the bedroom area. A narrow door near the back of the cabin must open to the bathroom, Derek observed. 
The cabin was indeed compact, but at least had the basics for someone to survive for a weekend in such cramped quarters. Here, let me take those. Megan reached out and took the bags from his hands. And take a seat over there. She nodded to a kitchenette chair as she began putting the groceries away in the rustic-looking storage cabinets. I have a first aid kit here to patch up your arm, then I'll rummage up some clothes for you. Look, it's already stopped bleeding, he replied with a weary smile. And I didn't get a drop of blood on your car seat. Bully for you, Megan winked as a sly smile curled her lips. Guess that's one less thing we have to worry about, huh? Derek shifted uncomfortably in the chair, gazing up into her eyes. About tonight, Megan. I'm really sorry for everything. Unlike you, I don't understand what's happening. I've always been in control of the beast. It's never been the other way around. Well, until tonight. The Sawin moon is growing full. The full moon affects those of us with wolf blood differently. Whatever happened to you at the bar only tipped the scale. We're unique creatures, you and I. Within us, there is a delicate balance between our human side and our Sithic. During the full moon phase, some of our kind may experience violent outbursts, while others experience extreme, uh, arousal. Her cheeks flushed pink in the kitchen light. Derek suppressed a grin, sensing her aura of cool confidence waver slightly. The awkwardness was short-lived. Now, let me see your arm, she bid, scooting the other chair close to him. She popped open a small first aid kit. Derek leaned into the light, revealing a jagged two-inch mark along his flesh. I don't think it's deep, but it bled like a son of a bitch. It may not be deep, but you'll be lucky if this one doesn't leave a scar, Megan frowned. The bullet just grazed your skin. Murray's usually an ace shot, but missed for once. Derek shivered as her warm hand encircled his arm to inspect the wound. There was something happening inside him. A spark. A connection through her tender, simple touch that sent his senses reeling. He inhaled a slow, steady breath, trying to keep his focus. Thank goodness it's not too serious. I don't think I have enough supplies for anything more than a scratch or a splinter. She glanced up at him and smiled, then returned her attention to the first aid kit, digging through its contents. Seated directly in front of him, her scent enveloped him. It was warm, earthy, and laced with musk, exciting his senses. Derek tried futilely to stop the erotic images of Megan from flickering through his mind. So, why don't you tell me what happened tonight at the bar, she asked, not looking up as she cleaned his wound. A flicker of anger shot through him, cutting through his lusty thoughts as he recalled what MacDonald had said earlier that evening. Megan's family is pure-blooded Sithic, boy. There's no freaking way the pack's gonna accept you. Especially her. Why, you're no more than a Heinz 57 mutt. That's nothing, Meg, he mumbled, suppressing the heated irritation that simmered inside him. Just a misunderstanding between us guys. But why did his needling bother me? 
he'd weathered insults worse than McDonald's before. Besides, the drunken Scott was only a beta in the town pack. Perhaps Megan was right. Maybe the full moon was having a strange effect on his wolf senses. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Full Moon Rising. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes.